Hi and welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to Raw Chatter. I am your host and presenter, Vicky Midwood. This is season three of this podcast that will be talking about fitness, health, alcohol dependence, issues around food, body weight, body image, and all of the stuff related to how we feel about ourselves and in our own skin. I do hope you enjoy these episodes and I would love you to comment and connect with me on social media. If you get the opportunity to drop me a line, I'd also love to hear from you. It's Vicky, V-I-C-K-Y, at vickymidwood.com. Enjoy the episode. Hey and welcome to Raw Chatter. It is your host here, Vicky Midwood, and I am on my own today after a couple of episodes with some amazing guests. And I do have some more amazing guests lined up for you. I wanted to just jump on uh, solo today and just talk a little bit about reconnection because it's something that keeps coming up. And I truly believe if something keeps on popping up, then it's trying to tell me that I need to talk about it and I need to focus on it. So that is what I am here to do today. So what do I mean by connecting back to yourself? Because I'm sure most of you feel that you are already connected to yourself. You know what you're thinking, you know what you're doing. A lot of the time you're aware of of what you're feeling, not always, but a lot of the time. And therefore we think we're connected. But honestly, for the majority of people who are going about their day-to-day lives, we are just doing that, going through the motions. We're not necessarily thriving, we're just kind of doing what it takes to get by and striving through each day to get to the end of it and go, yeah, I did it, another day done. And that's not really where the majority of us, honestly, if we're really honest, that is, want to be. We want to be thriving. We want to be really enjoying our life. And I know, right, we've got to have jobs and we've got to have a way of of earning money and income. And we all have issues. Every single person listening to this will have their own issues that are going on. But this is where we need to really be able to connect back to ourselves. Who are we really being? What makes who you are being right now tick? What are the dark sides of you? What are the light sides of you? What do you enjoy? What do you not like? What stuff are you doing that you wish you weren't doing? And what stuff would you like to be doing that you're not doing? Now, all of those questions uh, are really quite powerful journaling prompts. So if you want to have a listen back um, and use those to journal on, it's, it's not a bad idea. Because most of us don't do that. We don't spend the time actually asking ourselves, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What do I really want? Am I actually enjoying it? And some of the time, we're going to be doing stuff just because it makes it easier to then be able to do more of the stuff that we enjoy. So it's a means to an end. But a lot of the time, we're not doing the things that we know we want to do, that we say we want to do for lots of reasons. And we give out the typical excuses like, well, I haven't got the time. I haven't got the money. I've got too much going on. Or I'll do it when. When I've been on holiday and come back and I'm more relaxed. When I've got this big project out of the way. When I've got more time. And the truth of it is, and you've all been there and you've all done it, and hands up, me included, 
that when doesn't actually happen because there's always something, isn't there, that comes up to take the space. And what we know is when we create space, it's going to get filled. That's just the law of attraction. When we create a space in our diary, in our timetable, unless we know ourselves really, really well and connect to what we truly want, it's very easy to let that space suddenly get full up with stuff that half the time isn't the stuff that lights you up and isn't the stuff that you want to do. So I just want to share with you, we, we went to an event last week, at Stone Cold Sober, which is a sober festival. It's drug free, it's vegan and it's family friendly. And it was to coincide with summer solstice. And for those of you who don't understand about astrology and the moon and the solstice and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't really matter, right? Just know that it affects all of us. It affects us globally, it affects us energetically, it affects our mood, it can affect some people's sleep. Some of us are more tuned into the moon cycles than others. And it doesn't matter whether you are or you're not, but this is part of of you connecting back to you because some of you might be listening to that and go do you know what I'm actually quite interested in that stuff but yeah my friends might not approve or it's a bit woo woo or I won't understand it um, and so you kind of don't you dismiss doing the things that perhaps you'd like to be doing so here's a little clue for you if a random thought pops into your head how about you don't look at it as random because often the random thoughts are the very things that we need to be taking notice of. Ask yourself, why did that pop into my head? Is there something that I need to take action on? And to give you a kind of more realistic view of that and why I say that is how many times have you thought about somebody that you've not even been thinking about? You've been going about your day and then suddenly this person pops into your head. And then within the space of an hour or 24 hours, you get a message for this, from this person or you get a phone call that's to do with that person or something pops up on your newsfeed that mentions that person as well. It happens more frequently than we think about. And this is why I'm a great believer in, in the universe and, and that there's something bigger than us out there that is helping us to navigate our lives and to be steered towards doing the stuff that we want to be doing, that we need to be doing, not just for ourselves, but for other people too. And to be able to do that, you kind of need to be a bit more tuned in or connected, which is the term I like to use, to yourself. And one of the best ways is to connect to your heart and to your gut but also connect from your heart to your head. Now, a lot of us, especially those people that I work with who have had issues with food, body image, live their lives constantly dieting, focusing on their weight, over-exercising, using alcohol to cope or to numb out or to just celebrate or to relax or whatever, they don't tend to always be really great intuitively. These tend to be people who are perfectionists, who are high achievers, who have high expectations, not just of themselves, but of others. Those are the kind of people who, you know, don't suffer fools gladly. If you come out with a stupid comment, they're just like, oh, for goodness sake, right? Why are you that dumb kind of thing? And these tend to be the people that struggle to connect to their gut instinct because they're listening to their head 
They like to analyze things. They like to logicalize things. They like to do things in a certain way or a set way because it's been proven to work for them in the past. And it's that whole, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of mentality whereby do it this way because it works. And those people tend to be led by the head and not necessarily by their God. Oftentimes, we need to connect to our heart and ask ourselves, just because it's always been done that way, is that the best way? Is it the way that lights me up, that makes me feel good? Is it that way that makes me kind of feel all tingly and fuzzy inside? Because when we can connect our heart to our head, it's called heart coherence, we can start to feel more aligned. Now, if we can get our gut to come in as well, even better. Because for most of you now who've been listening to my podcast, you'll know, and I've spoken about this before, but it doesn't hurt to be reminded, that our gut has its own nervous system. It has its own brain. It's called the enteric nervous system, and it has its own brain. And the gut's brain is much more powerful in terms of how the body gets run and this and the messages that go from the gut to the brain and the other way around. So there's around about nine messages go from the gut to the brain compared to one that comes back from the brain to the gut. Yes, the brain will tell other parts of the body what to do. It will signal receptors for hormones and for neurotransmitters and all that kind of stuff. But it's been led, if you like, by the gut and the information that's coming through and our gut is connected to our heart as well as our head by the vagus nerve and so it's really important that if we learn to connect back to ourselves we get in touch with what is our heart saying what is our gut trying to tell us and not just always going up into our head and the people I find who I work with, who get very, very anxious about things, who are particularly perfectionist and people pleasers, spend most of their time in their own heads. And there's a saying in rehab, stay in your head, you're dead, because honestly, we need to get out of our head and back into our bodies. And that's what I mean when I say reconnect to yourself. So while we were at this festival, we did a workshop there, which was something that we will be doing on our retreats, which is a is a true you retreat, which is happening in, in November in an incredible venue in Dorset. But we did this workshop, which was all about you understanding how to stroke, sway, connect and play. And those four elements are how we can get back in touch with ourselves. Stroke is kind of obvious, isn't it? You stroke in. For those of you who are able to see me on camera, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I am very gently with my fingertips just stroking with my arms going across my chest a bit like a little butterfly. And I'm stroking from the tops of my shoulders just down to my elbow but rhythmically, consistently. And ideally I'd have bare skin completely, no, so I wouldn't be going over material. But to be quite honest, it works if, you, if you're fully clothed as well. So don't worry about you not having exposed skin if you don't want to. But we just literally stroking. One of the things that you'll find is if you keep doing this while you're listening to me and watching, you'll start to feel that your heart rate's going down a little bit you'll start to feel a little bit calmer, 
like you're kind of slowing down, like everything's just a bit more chilled and a bit more relaxed. And that is exactly what is happening because we are helping your nervous system to go into what's known as the sympathetic part of the nervous system. This is the part that helps you rest. This is the part that helps you digest, not just digest food, but digest what's going on around you. It's that stop and pause part of your nervous system where you can take in your surroundings, where you can listen to what is going on in your environment, where you can really just, if you like, be, take stock and notice. And that allows you then to connect to what am I actually feeling? Because a lot of the times we just, we, we name feelings, we almost label them. And I absolutely struggled with knowing what my feelings were. I didn't know, I, did, I couldn't put them into words. I didn't have the words. I had to be given a, a whole A4 sheet of emojis to try to kind of work out what was the nearest face that kind of gave me a clue as to what I was feeling. That's how out of touch, that's how disconnected from myself I really, really was. And that disconnection is the stuff that kept me focusing in on the external size of my body, on trying to control my food intake, trying to change my body shape and size through crazy amounts of exercise and trying to change how I felt or better still block out what was going on in my life by just allowing myself to go into oblivion through alcohol. And that disconnection is something that Johan Hari talks about a lot in his book, um, which I've forgotten the name of now, but check it out. Johan Hari's done a book and it's all about reconnecting to yourself. Now, like all of these authors, I like to take on what they have to say because we're looking at their experiences and their opinions and they don't necessarily have to be yours. But it's interesting to see that right across the board, people he understood with depression, with issues around their whole mental health and well-being were often in fact, I'd say 99.9% of the time, disconnected from themselves. And that's where reconnecting back to you is such an important part of you helping yourself to actually live the life that you want to live, to thrive, not strive, and to allow yourself to connect to all parts of you. And that means the bits that you don't like as well as the bits that you do. And there's somebody, I don't know if you've heard of um, Dr. Richard Schwartz, but he uh, wrote a book called Internal Family Systems, which talks about all of the different parts of us as humans. And we all have them. When we look at the family background of people who struggle with disordered eating, with anxiety, with OCD, with any kind of addictive type behavior, and, and addiction, by the way, is just we continue to repeat something that at one time was really, really helpful, and then we feel that we can't live without doing it. That's pretty much all it is. It's not about who you are as a person, and it doesn't say anything about your intelligence or status. It's not what addiction is at all. It's really simple. Yet it's been given this horrible label of being something to do with willpower and somehow describing or giving you a clue as to a personality type. Absolute bunkum. But as an aside, 
So Richard Swartz wrote this book, Internal Family Systems, and he talks about all of the different parts of it. And when I talk about connecting back, it is exactly that. I hadn't read this book when I did the connecting back to me, but just understanding what was going on, because we all have different voices in our heads. And, and if you're somebody who thinks, oh, my God, have I got multiple personalities going on? Have I got, like, am I a bit crazy? No, we all have these different voices. And for anybody who struggles with anorexia or with bulimia, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The same if you're struggling with OCD or body dysmorphia. These voices are powerful. And the more you hear what these voices are saying, the more you feel conflicted and torn and the more anxious you feel and the more anxious you feel, then the more you feel drawn to doing the thing that you already know even though you don't want to be, right? And that's where addiction gets a little bit confusing and a, and a little bit difficult for people who've never felt like that to understand because their thought process is, well, just stop it. Well, you would if you could, if you knew how, but you don't know how. Because we've got all of these different parts that feel like they're equally as powerful talking to us, but they're saying contradictory things. And sometimes that voice wins and sometimes that voice wins. And, and it does make it, very difficult. But when you can start to actually name those parts, when you can start to recognize them and make friends with them instead of fearing them, when you start to realize that they're not telling the truth, when you start to give yourself the time to actually connect back to you and to feel rather than hear and to feel physically rather than think. In other words, to go back into your own body and ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? And where is it? And this is the stuff that we can talk about. So Dr. Robert Lustig uh, has done a lot of work on this connecting back to you. There's many people who talk about you actually asking those questions of where am I feeling this in my body? Is it in my neck? Is it in my shoulder? Is it in my gut? Is it in my hip? Where is it? Is it in my fingers? Is it in my toes? Does it have a color? What size is it? Is it just a tiny little thing? Is it like a sharp stabbing sensation? Or does it feel like there's like a, a grape sat in my stomach? Does it feel like a lump of lead? Does it feel, what is going on? What is that feeling? What is that sensation? And once you can connect to it, you can then ask, what is it trying to tell me? Because once we can start to tune in and know where certain feelings and emotions get held in our body, and they do, trauma, feelings, emotion get held within us on a cellular level. And this is where getting into what you're actually feeling and where you're feeling it is so important. There's an amazing uh, book that I have downloaded and I utilize it often both for myself when I wonder what is going on for me and why I'm feeling this particular niggle or pain. What is it telling me about what's going on in my emotions, in my world that I'm not picking up on? And I also utilize it with my clients. So many of them will say that they have shoulder pain or back pain or neck pain. And when they read about what those pains are actually telling them on an emotional level, on a what is happening in your life at the moment level, they're usually blown away, literally by how accurate, spot on this stuff is. And this is where we realize that sometimes when we're going to a physio to treat our back pain or our hip pain, 
that is not actually what is going on. There's nothing structurally wrong. And for those of you who maybe have had exactly that experience, and I know I did, I went to a chiropractor for years and spent, geez, I don't even want to add up how much I spent, but it wasn't getting any better. And I was getting frustrated as to what is going on. And, you know, you get usual questions. Well, are you doing the exercises? Are you? Yes, but it's, in fact, at some points, it was getting a damn sight worse until I recognized that A, I needed to be doing different types of exercises, not the ones he was giving me, but B, that actually a lot of it was emotional and mental and psychological stuff that I was holding in my lower back. And that can be a revelation for a lot of people because suddenly you realize that there is something that you can do, that you don't have to be in this pain, but it's not the physical stuff that you need to do. It's working through the emotional stuff. And this is where doing inner child work and looking back at what is happening, what am I squashing? What am I repressing? What am I pushing down and not allowing to come out? Because if you're not allowing it to come out verbally, it's going to come out sideways. And often it comes out in pain or aches or illnesses, and you don't necessarily connect the dots. So this is where when we were doing the workshop, when we were explaining about this stuff and how you can listen and ask your body questions about what it needs and what it wants, and people were actually experience this whole body movement that gives them the answer. There was a lot of aha moments and a lot of realizations that we do stuff because our head says we should, we ought to, we must, we have to. But our heart's telling us something else. And our gut is potentially telling us something else. But our gut is often where the response happens and where we get the physiological symptoms. So your gut's trying to tell you, hey, take notice of this. Your heart's saying, listen, connect and listen. And so this is where when we learn to ask questions, just yes or no questions of ourselves. And we start to, instead of poo-pooing the answer, go with it and recognize that if we do something different, we can feel something different and that will lead to us emotionally changing what is going on, which then over time is gonna help us to feel more confident, less anxious, and crucially, knowing who we are on a much, much deeper more intimate level and that's what it's about getting intimate with yourself because you it's really hard to love somebody else unless you can love yourself first and for people who are suffering with disordered eating or any kind of body image issue or OCD issue and often alcohol dependence as well they really don't like themselves never mind love themselves but the first step from going from not liking to finally loving from going from self-loathing to self-loving is to start by beginning to reconnect and just listening. What is your inner child telling you? What is unresolved trauma trying to tell you? What is current trauma trying to tell you in terms of body aches or issues? Because it's telling you something. Your heart and your gut are communicating a lot. Your heart and your brain are communicating a lot. And all three need to be working together. We unfortunately tend to chop ourselves off at the head. So today I'm going to invite you to try and reconnect, put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, 
What do I need? What do I want? What gives me joy? What is my inside little boy or little girl trying to tell me? What areas of my life am I trying to push away? Because remember, what you resist persists. What am I not looking at? What am I trying to run away from? Actually, I need to be turning into and facing. Because if you can reconnect back to that, I promise you, making changes in your lifestyle, making changes in your thinking and behavior is absolutely not as hard as you think. So when you start connect, you're doing it because it feels good and you want to change it because you can and you know that life will be better when you do. And if that's you, then I would love to have a conversation with you. If you are ready to create a healthier, happier version of you, to reconnect back to the true you and absolutely embrace all of you, then please do use the links in the show notes, either book a call with me or send me an email. I don't really mind whatever is your preferred method of messaging me and getting in touch. But the fastest way you can start is to jump on an accelerator day where we will literally help you to connect really fast and start to get answers so that you can make changes quickly. Change doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be super slow. We're all going to go at different speeds and at different rates. And we'll all have to look at different things. There is no one size fits all, but it is possible for all of us. And on that note, I want to say, take care of you. Thank you for listening. We only have one body as far as we know. We only have one life. So take care of your body, take care of your life and enjoy it while you're here. Thank you.